You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Hi, everybody. It's Robin, and I am soon to be joined by Kesunga, and we are going to answer some fantastic questions today about learning how to be more emotionally independent, setting up morning routines, and maybe how to be a little less self-reflective. Now, that is an interesting one, so let's dive in. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit with a meditation teacher and we answer your questions. Hi, Kisanga. It is so good to see your face, even if it is virtual. <laughs> I know. I, I um, well, Greetings, greetings, Robin. <laughs> I, I always look forward to the, the next time we're able to be in person. But for right now, in this moment, present moment awareness, this is what we got. And I am grateful. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. But I, I want to ask you, you heard the topics for today. They're, I think they're pretty darn good questions. Are, are there any right out of the gate that are piquing your interest? Um, no, all, all very relatable. I love the um, morning routines. I'm very mm. curious about that one because that's something that I recently um, have been dealing with on a personal level. 
So I'm very curious. I'm very curious where that's going to lead us. Okay. Well, I'm also curious about uh, how to be less self-reflective, and I, I, I can't <laughs> wait. All right. Let's not keep folks waiting any longer. Let's go to our first question from Cassie. All right. G'day, Headspace. This is Cassie from Australia. And my question is, how can I be a bit less self-reflective? I, I take a bit of pride in being, you know, self-aware, self-reflective. I, I enjoy the process of, of observing thoughts and emotions, but I think that this can get a little bit micromanaging, I think, for me, where, you know, being constantly or, or relentlessly perhaps or concerned with reflecting on the thoughts so much can make it a bit harder to just be, perhaps. Uh, so, yeah, any any tips on how to just self-reflect, but also chill? <laughs> self, self-reflect self and chill, <laughs> please. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's it right there, right? That's a good question, right? <laughs> like, and I like the pause before, and uh, just chill. Yeah, like, like so, can I get off my own back? No, seriously, seriously. Um, Cassie, thank you for this question. It's, uh, it's, uh, actually, this question kind of hits home also. Because I can so relate to this. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned in the past that I, I tend to be a very nostalgic person mm-hmm. where I really um, enjoy taking the time to just self-reflect and, and think about things that have transpired, think about um, lessons that have been learned, experiences that have been experienced. And so, you know, I, I guess the first thing, the, the first tip, if you will, Cassie is to not be hard on yourself and then not not judge yourself for for enjoying the, these moments of self reflection. Yeah, I think that they're quite important. Absolutely, and I also wonder in the question, there's a difference between self reflection and obsessing about thoughts, and you know this feels like it's the crux of meditation and being in the moment. So I'm curious what you have to say Mm. about that. Like, because Cassie didn't give us too much information, so we're kind of have to extrapolate some ideas of what it could be. I I don't get the sense of obsessive thoughts with this, with with Cassie. Yeah, no, it didn't sound like that's where she was at. Yeah. And the the mere fact that she uses the term self-reflection kind of implies that, you know, it's it's really um, intentional reflection on mm-hmm. on whatever it is that she's she's experiencing um the the where it gets tricky is that these moments of self-reflection can easily shift and pull you in mm-hmm. and so then it becomes before you know it you are in a space of not obsessively thinking but just in a space of reflecting and just i mean i, I i've done it myself where i'm just literally before I know it, a half hour has has passed by, and I'm just I'm just in thought, like like circling the drain a little bit, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, mulling things over, over and over again. Something that, and I've mentioned this before, something that I I, I literally do, because I know that it's so easy for self reflection to pull you in, mm-hmm. is. I set aside because I I enjoy that time so much. And it's actually necessary for me. And it sounds like it's necessary for Cassie. It's part of her nature. Yeah. Set aside time to do that. Yeah. Like really intentional, deliberate time. So remembering the definition of mindfulness, right? Where we're yeah. paying attention to the present moment 
on purpose. Yes. So there's intention here. There's deliberateness here. It's not by coincidence. So set that time aside on purpose. Or even she could pair it up with an activity, you know, running or whatever, where you can, where you have time to think. That's a great idea. So I've paired it up with showering because I don't know if you... <laughs> no, and you're, <laughs> you're laughing. Only because... I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> I had just taken a drink. So I'm sorry. Showering. <laughs> showering. Great ideas come in they the shower. They really do. They really don't they? do. Yeah. However, if you're not careful, <laughs> you'll be in the shower forever. So even in that moment, like I literally set an alarm. And when that alarm goes off, it's like, oh, okay. It's time to it's time to pull it together, case Well, and you know, I'm such an avid um, proponent of journaling as well, because I think that that's like you can say I'm going to write two pages, because I think journaling is such a great way to be self reflective as well. And but then there's a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah, I I, I think journaling. I'm a huge proponent for journaling. Also, something I do want to mention um, to Cassie is just kind of circling it back around to to practice. Mm. I don't know what your um, meditation practice looks like, Cassie. But um, I, I do know that a consistent practice will help you to cultivate that that skill of of self reflection and knowing when it's time to to move on and to stop and the timing of it all. Yeah. What would you look for for knowing when you you're in too deep? You know, like I I think sometimes I can end up. If I'm arguing with myself, I think that's a cue. Like, maybe I need to wrap this up. But, like, what are other things that you could think of that would be, all right, we, we've we had we've had enough time with this? Um, repetition. I think, re- for, for me, repetition mm. is, is a cue. Like, okay, you're kind of beating a dead horse now. Okay, so yeah. let's. <laughs> we've said this. We've yeah. said this. Everything's yeah. okay. Because I do think there's a, there's a self-soothing that can come in self-reflection, too, mm-hmm. of, like, when when you're thinking about something that's maybe something that's going to be happening, that there's anxiety around, or when you're thinking about something that might be coming up that you're nervous about, you know, like, and you're just spinning and going around in circles about, well, if I go there, if I, if I go there, and then after that, it'll be this, like, that's how I know that I'm, I'm down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Down a rabbit hole. So, right. So in the beginning, it might feel good, right. To do that self-reflection, like, okay, Yeah. yeah, I'm in a good space. But when it starts to shift a little bit into that anxious space, then, yeah. okay, that's a cue. All right, it might be time for me to to pull it together and to move on. All right, so let's just say Cassie recognizes that she's in a place, like that she's starting to obsess a little and, you know, she's she's heading down the drain on this. What's next? Like, how do you get yourself out of that? Like, the timing thing is great, you know. putting it to different activities, but like, let's just say she didn't put a timer on and she wandered off. Now what? Yeah. Well, well, either either way, right? Even if she did put the timer on um, or if she didn't, but she realizes that she's in the space of self-reflection and it's time to maybe pause for a bit. Um, It's time to move on. So this is going to look different for everyone, but maybe that's actually, and actually what I love about what you said about journaling is that kind of that beginning, middle, and end, right? Yeah. So with journaling, there is usually an end. Okay, I'm finished that thought, boom, I'm done. But also finding that activity that resonates with you, whether it is going for a walk, going for a run. Yeah. For me, I love to turn on a good movie, right? I'm I'm a a big movie buff. So I might turn on a movie. 
Um, I might play a video game. Yeah. I might read a book, right? So just finding that activity, that next activity that will help you to transition. Yeah, that re- that relaxes you, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it kind of, yeah, it's that, just that transition out of that space of self-reflection. And, you know, it's not about ignoring, right? It's not ignoring or trying to distract. It's allowing yourself that time, that deliberate time, that mindful time to self-reflect. And now I'm intentionally shifting my my attention. Now you're bringing in the chill. <laughs> now you're bringing in the chill. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your question, Cassie. It, it was really wonderful. I think so many of us can relate to it. And uh, we appreciate you sending it in to us. Thank you so much, Cassie. Okay, let's take our next question from Sue. Hi, dear Headspace. My name is Sue. I'm from China. I've been listening to Radio Headspace for over two years now, and it's been very helpful. So today I have a question, uh, which is how can we become emotionally independent? Currently, I'm still that kind of person that needs emotional support from others either family or friends, but I don't have a family. So um, my friends are the only source of my emotion support. But as we get older, um, they get married, they have kids, they don't have time for me anymore most of the time. So when I need to talk to someone, they're not there. And I just couldn't get out of this um, emotional trap like when I feel so lonely sometimes I I just couldn't continue to do things I was supposed to do like tonight I'm, I'm staying up late uh, because I, I don't have someone I don't have nobody to talk to oh Sue that, that question's a little a little heartbreaking yeah absolutely I'm curious about your relationship with, with, with yourself and yeah. you know it sounds like you've relied on your friends for this emotional support, for this emotional dependency. And nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, friends are a beautiful thing. Friendships are a beautiful thing. And I'm, I'm glad that you've had those friendships. And as you've stated, you know, they, 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 it sounds like they're transitioning into a different stage in their lives as far as yeah. family and children. And so... I'm curious if you've been able to cultivate a relationship with yourself because now that, that they're not as readily available, you know, having this time for just you and yourself, it can be hella scary. Yeah. Right? The loneliness does creep in. So I, I am I am curious if you if you've had the opportunity to be with yourself and to cultivate this relationship with yourself. And if the answer is no then perhaps shifting your perspective into, wow, you know what? I've never had the opportunity to be with myself, to cultivate this relationship with myself. To trust yourself. Right. All of that comes with this, trusting yourself, trusting your perspective. What do I think about this absent of my friend's input? Yeah. What does Sue feel about this, that, and the other, this experience, right? So kind of stepping into this space of what, what I like to call empowering solitude, right? And, and just shifting your perspective in, from loneliness mm-hmm. to empowered solitude. And again, loneliness is a very real emotion. So yeah. by no means ignoring it or trying to act like it's not present. 
acknowledging it. Okay, yes, I'm in a space of loneliness right now. This is what's here. And I have an opportunity right now to really step into this space of empowered solitude that I've never really allowed myself to be in before. I wonder what that's going to be like. Yeah. You know, what if I really embrace this moment, you know? That's such a great point, Kasanga. It, re- it really is because it's like your relationship with yourself is the foundation of everything. But I was also thinking about when I was listening to the question, I was also thinking about a therapist, you know, like there could be all kinds of connections as to why, you know, you don't have that trust in yourself and having another person to help sort through that, I think could be really helpful. And there's group therapy, you know, there's depending on, again, what the problems are, there's 12 step stuff. There's all Mm -hmm. kinds of, there's life coaches. If it's, you know, there's just so many people out there that can help you work through the stuff that's in your head. And I, I just can never, I don't think we can ever say that too much. Well, you know, you know, uh, um, I guess you know we're totally biased, but yes, yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we're that huge, is true. huge advocates for therapy, for um, coaching, and so I am curious about what your actual practice looks like. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I ask that is because it's it's oftentimes we listen and we hear great advice and we hear great information, and it's like and it empowers us, and it's like wow, yeah. You know, I think of like, even like with exercise, you know, if I'm thinking about CrossFit, let's just say, for example, or, or <laughs> what's the or Peloton, whatever it is. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. You feel empowered listening to it. And right afterwards, it's like, okay. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, Cut and, to yelling at your children. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think it's, it's, it's great. And, I'm curious if you're actually allowing yourself to embrace um, a mindfulness and meditation practice in your in your actual life, because I, I I know that having a consistent practice will uh, will will help you. Yeah, and it can actually decrease the the emotional feelings that you are experiencing. Yeah, and there's just there's something in there. You know, you've you've said about loneliness, but there's something in this question about like I just keep thinking about how how to find that voice within yourself because we are our person in yeah. so many ways and learning to trust and believe in yourself and and going back to whatever that was that caused you to not believe in yourself. Yeah. And and looking at that. No, I think that's spot on, Robin. I think that's spot on. And and I would add to that the whole notion of that self-compassion. And and self love, yeah. Because something I did hear Sue say, um, she used the term emotional trap, and and for me that kind of implies that there's some level of negative judgment mm-hmm. coming from Sue. So Sue, yeah, I, I would um, I would really be compassionate. You know, be compassionate with yourself. Um, be gentle with yourself during this transition. Stepping into that space of, of self-compassion, self-love, and, um, and knowing that as you cultivate this relationship with Sue, with yourself, it will, I believe, further deepen your relationship with others. Yeah. Because it really, it really starts from within. I love that you called it a transitional time as well, Kesanga, yeah. because it's like just because you don't have that for yourself right now doesn't mean it isn't that you'll never have it. 
you know, and I love that that was in her question of like, how do I? I mm-hmm. She wants to do this. I feel like that's half the battle sometimes. Yeah. I, I know I say this often about the, you know, having a, a personal practice. Wait, you talk about personal practices? <laughs> I'm just, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> it's just, I, I know, <laughs> I know that it leads to wiser and more skillful decision-making and choices. Absolutely. You know, and, and, I, and I'm just speaking from self, <laughs> from self-experience. <laughs> um, the choices that I've made that have totally shifted. Like even, even I heard Sue say, you know, even now I find myself awake because um, I don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. Maybe the answer is literally the choice, the decision is to gently go to sleep. Try, you know, allow yourself to, to lay down and try and get some sleep. Just that, that, that those choices, the decision-making, those wise, I should say those wise choices. Well, and and good luck, Sue. Um, you're going to find your people. You're going to find those that can help you, and you're going to find yourself. I mean, I have I have great faith in that. Absolutely. And thank you again for your for your question, Sue, and just remembering that that self compassion. Absolutely. Okay, we will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it is time for our third question from Gabriel. Hi, Headspace. My name is Gabriel. I'm from Seattle, Washington, and thank you for all you do. I wanted to ask for any tips or advice you had for your morning routines or my morning routine. I'm not much of a morning person. I have trouble getting up early in the morning and in general being efficient and doing things in the morning that would best prepare me to, to be ready for the day such as um, exercise, yoga, meditation, eat breakfast. These are all things that I usually feel like I have to end up picking and choosing what to do. And oftentimes I'm running a bit late to work and we just wanted to see what advice you all may have to to be better in the morning about getting up and, and finding a good morning routine for myself. Thank you. Wait, this one gets categorized mm-hmm. under relatable for many, many yeah, people, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Especially the the prioritizing. That was the first thing that I heard was just because I think I can get up and I can get ready early and I can do a lot of things, but I can't do all the things I want to do. Gabriel, thank you for your question, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for your question. Like Robin said, this is so, so relatable. I mean, this hits home with me because... I'm not a morning, my wife is a morning person. I've never really been a morning person. And I used to just watch her. I still watch her in awe. Like, wow, that's amazing, you know? The first thing is I'm, I'm just really curious 
and this is this is something I've asked myself, you know, in trying to shift into a space of being more productive in the morning. Um, what's getting in the way? Something's getting in the way because you heard lateness in there, too. Exactly. Exactly. What's getting in the way of you being this morning person and having this morning routine that I hear you say that you desire? Mm-hmm. All right. And the reason I asked this, this is a very important question, because knowing the answer to this question is the first step, right? It, it can really help you in rectifying the entire situation and shifting into a space that you want to. I mean, I'm, like for myself, again, I can just keep it, I'm just keeping it at home for, for myself. I'm a night owl. <laughs> I, I'm a night owl. So I was staying up late. I was just going to say, are you staying up too late? Exactly. Exactly. There's no way I could stay up late and then expect to be a morning person and, and, and do all of the things I want to get done in the morning, have a morning routine. Yeah. So really, you know, asking yourself, what is getting in the way of you not having this morning routine that I hear you say that you desire? I also hear some self-judgment in this question, too, mm-hmm. because to me, I do feel like there's this the morning routine is the best. And if I don't have one, mm. I'm somehow this lesser person because why can't you do some of your prep work the night before. If you are better at night, you know, could you lay out your clothes the night before? Could you look at your, I try to look at my calendar for the next day, the night before, so that I don't, you know, wake up and be like, wait, oh, I have a meeting in a half hour? You know, Hmm. what, what things can you get off your plate at night? Maybe exercising in the morning isn't your thing. Maybe that's not when you're best. I'm just saying that maybe, Gabrielle, you should go a little easier on yourself and, Put it where it belongs. You know, it, it, that sounds really like a weird way to say it, but like put the task where you would do it best. No, no, I, I love that. I love that. Put it where it belongs. We're going to make a t-shirt. I'm put gonna, it where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I do love everything you said. I love everything you said because everybody is different. You know, there is this this idea that you're supposed to almost, like you're supposed to yeah. have this this um this productive or this fantastical morning and you just like you said robin sure you work well in the morning but maybe i work best in the afternoon mm-hmm. or i work best in the in the evening at night right so i think i think being aware of that and acting accordingly being gentle with yourself and not judging yourself is is key yeah and i love what you first said there which is also key is why Right. So the first question I asked you is what's getting in the way. But even before that, maybe asking yourself, why? Why do you want to have this morning routine? Yeah. And that why question is something that I think oftentimes gets overlooked. Yes. So I t- this class MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, it's an eight-week course. And so around the fifth week, that's what we do. The beginning of that class, we say, Let's pause and let's revisit the reasons why you even decided to take this class in the first place. Why are you trying to embrace this this notion of mindfulness and meditation? Why are you trying to incorporate this lifestyle and shift into this lifestyle? Because it is a lifestyle shift. Yeah. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Right? So revisiting that intention that you set can be a game changer. So uh, again, again, bringing it back to myself, yes, I'm a night owl. I tend to get a second wind at night. 
And I, when, when I do get my seven, eight hours of sleep, I realize I feel even better in the morning. Yep. Right? I love that feeling of waking up well-rested and being able to be productive. Yep. That was my why. What, what, is, what is your why, Gabriel? I absolutely love that because I, I think there are many times we're doing things because someone said something or that we don't good. even understand. Like I right. remember I was working out at night at one point and I was so proud of myself because it's like I was struggling with weight and I was, you know, and my friend was like, you know, it's really best that you work out in the morning just because it, it kicks <laughs> your metabolism off. And I remember yeah. like I was livid because I was like, it's a big deal I got here and this is when it works in my life right now. But for mm-hmm. a very long time, I was trying to work out in the morning just because that friend said that. And then when I let that go and I was like, it just matters that I do it. Then I was able to let that go, and it was like, oh, well, that was dumb. Yeah. That that was what worked for her, but not for me. We're all walking on different paths, right? You know, it's that awareness that, am I, am I doing this just because they're saying or someone else is saying it, or is this, you know, do I want this for myself, genuinely? Yeah. You yeah. know, so that why is, is important. A tip that has worked for me is positive affirmations. In what way? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not a morning person. Yes, that's it. I really stopped saying that. Yeah. I really, really have. I, I just stopped saying that. Because if I keep saying, yeah, I'm not a morning person, guess what? You're not going to be a morning person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're not going to be a morning person. So even if you don't wholeheartedly believe it yet, allowing yourself to say, I am a morning person. Yeah. I also, I mean, on your affirmations, I think it's okay to to affirm yourself and say, I'm okay just as I am. Because it can sometimes be about not changing yourself and adapting Absolutely. to the way you are, depending on what it is you want. No, I I, I wholeheartedly agree, Robin. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything super specific. It can yeah. be, I am whole just as I am. Yeah. And to close out, Robin, you know what I'm going to say. I am curious, Gabriel, what your practice looks like, you know, because having that consistent practice kind of gives you that, that, that introspection, that, that ability to make that wise decision. Yeah. Well, Gabriel, I hope that you send us some kind of a Google Doc that includes what your morning <laughs> routine or what your day routine looks like when you're done, because I'm curious now. <laughs> How does this all shake out? I know, right? But thank you, Gabriel. Thank you so much for your question truly appreciate it and yeah do do keep us posted do keep us posted on how your journey ensues uh well i'm gonna say this i am thankful that our morning routine on tuesdays especially includes recording dear headspace because i'm not gonna lie it does start my day off in the right direction it really does i thoroughly enjoy and i cherish these moments where i'm able to sit with these questions from our from our users and our listeners and able to answer them and honestly i learned a lot about myself also i get i get i know yeah i get some insight onto to my life's journey also so i think that was part of like when we were talking about when going on hiatus and 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 losing part of my practice it was this recording this podcast does ground me because we're having these conversations on the regular and it's just it's such a nice thing to be a part of and there was just so much that i related to in the questions today i do want to give if if it's okay i, I always like to give some kind of um suggestion yeah and so today's questions there, there are some headspace suggestions that really 
um, came to mind is a meditation called Clear Intentions. And I think that that kind of hits home or came to mind to me um, today. There's also a shine meditation that's called Set Your Daily Intentions. And that's kind of also relatable to, to what we talked about today. And then, of course, reframing your loneliness, reframing the loneliness course that's also in the app. And on that note, a huge, huge, huge thank you to Cassie, Sue, and Gabriel for your thoughtful questions. And if you're listening right now, you're at home, you're wherever you are, and you you are like, I have a question that I would like to get answered by a wise meditation teacher. All you have to do is head to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace, record your question. And of course, that link is in the show notes. And if we do, if we are able to use your question in the show, we're going to give you three months of Headspace for free. <laughs> three months Headspace three months. for free. Three months. <laughs> totally worth it. And so, Robin, now it's my turn to give everyone a little something. I want to give you time for you to just basically sit with everything that was said, everything that was heard today. It's a time of transition into your next part of whatever activity you're getting into next. What we're going to do is we're going to leave you with the sounds of the wind in palm trees. And while you're listening, just allowing your mind to do whatever it wants to do. So till next time, stay happy, stay healthy. And be kind to each other, always. Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohn, Baron Farmer, and Danny Christamy. Our production coordinator is Taylor Jennings-Brown. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, 
Samantha Snowden, Eve Lewis Prieto, and Rosie Acosta. Post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a special thanks to Colleen Lutz. 